Hi, this is Craig Hamlin, and you are listening to episode four of Overcoming Discouragement. You know, over the last three episodes, we've been asking the question, how can a person overcome discouragement rather than be overcome with discouragement? In episode one, we talked about bringing God in on the situation through prayer. And then in episode two, we talked about not losing the right perspective by not getting sidetracked into some unhealthy behaviors. In episode three, we really looked at making sure that we were prepared for the attacks, both internal and external, that mess with our minds. Uh, we know that discouragement is mostly about how we think, and, 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 and it really gets into our feelings that can lead to out-and-out depression. So we have to keep our thinking healthy and take preemptive preparation so that we're really ready for whatever is trying to bring us down. Now, in this study, we're centered in on Nehemiah chapter 4, where Nehemiah has obtained permission from the king and the king of the invading army who took many of his people into slavery and has returned to Jerusalem to lead an effort of rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem. Now, what Nehemiah has found are a group of discouraged people who are tired and defeated and a group of opposition to their work from the surrounding small nations. Not only do they pose a discouraging threat, but they also pose a violent threat. Nehemiah is in charge of rebuilding the walls, but he's also trying to, uh, really trying his best to encourage a group of people who are not sure that they can go on, while also trying to protect them from harm. He has to stay encouraged himself, and then he has to provide encouragement needed for the mission to get accomplished. You know, discouragement is such a common emotion. Someone asked me the other day if I ever got discouraged. Now, I'm typically a very happy-go-lucky kind of person, very laid back, ultra positive, and and I really smile most of the time that I'm around people. And I would say that that comes from, you know, a genuine way that that I feel. And I can understand this person asking the question, but I quickly told him, yes. You know, there are many times that I've been discouraged and needed someone to remind me that God is enough, mainly remind me of the promises of God or or just get me out of my pity party. I often have to call out, you know, a time of, of prayer to reflect and to remind myself that God is faithful, that his promises are true, and that he'll not do anything really to harm me. You know, my confidence must be in the love of God. But you know, that still doesn't stop me from falling into times of discouragement. As Christians, we wrestle against our flesh, which can you know, pull us away from our trust in God during challenging moments in life. A writer, Brennan Manning, once wrote, <clears throat> When I get honest, I admit I am a bundle of paradoxes. I believe and I doubt. I hope and get discouraged. I love and I hate. I feel bad about feeling bad. I feel guilty about not feeling guilty. I'm trusting and suspicious. I'm honest and I still play games. I live by grace means to, I I really live by grace as a means to acknowledge my whole life story, he says, the light side and the dark. In admitting my shadow side, I learn who I am and what God's grace means. As Thomas Merton put it, a saint is not someone who is good, but who experiences the goodness of God. Well, as we look here at the fourth way we can overcome discouragement, I want you to see the resources God has given us to succeed. So here's the fourth point. Stay focused on 
your purpose. You know, guys, it's easy to get focused on your purpose and not God's or be convinced that your purpose is God's purpose. It may be, it may be very, very true that the purpose that you're pursuing is God's purpose. That's something you have to pray about and get true peace about that. But you'll know that when it matches the rest of the people that are really followers of Jesus Christ around you. If they also can speak that into your life together. And also remember that God gives you purpose in your pain as well. You know, even when you're going through difficult times, even when you're going through painful times, there is purpose within that and you want to pursue it. You want to embrace that. So when we talk about staying focused on our purpose, we're really talking about what has God got you doing in that moment? <clears throat> and maybe some people are trying to discourage you or a situation is trying to discourage you. You know, you might be uh, in college and you're trying to pursue a degree, but all of a sudden there's, there's discouraging things around you that you haven't caused but yet they are in on you. I mean, you might be going through a marriage. It's very, very difficult. It's discouraging. The, your, your, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your children might be very discouraging. And, and so while you have a purpose of trying to do your absolute best in, uh, in providing for them and in, in loving them and, and in raising them, if they're your children, <clears throat> all of these discouraging things come, then you have to stay focused on the heart of God in the midst of this. Stay focused on being your absolute best self in the Word of God, through the Word of God, in prayer, so that the enemy does not have an easy target uh, to try to divide you or try to cause you to, to operate in the flesh rather than in the Spirit. If you look at Nehemiah chapter 4, we're going to study for just a moment or two um, verses 10 through 14. And let me just read Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 10, because this really helps us to understand that how we are to stay focused on our purpose and tell us when that, that is to be the case. Verse 10 says, In Judah it was said, The strength of those who bear the burdens is falling. There's too much rubble. By ourselves, we will not be able to rebuild the wall. You hear what they're saying? I mean, they're looking around at their circumstances. They're seeing how big of a mountain they're having to climb here. They say that the strength of those who bear the burdens is failing. Everybody around us, is, is we, we, just, we don't have the strength to do it. There's too much rubble by ourselves. We will not be able to rebuild the wall. That's the problem. They thought they were all by themselves. Listen, you're never by yourself. Now, you can get yourself out, in a, out on an island and you can do some stuff that's immoral and just get out there. But listen, when you're trying to do the right thing, when you're praying and seeking the heart of God and, and, and you're really seeking the mind of God, God's always going to be with you and he's going to take you through this. Listen, stay focused on your purpose when all you hear is how impossible it will be to recover. When all you can see is the enormity of your problem, it will always be too big for you to move. It's not until you recognize the enormity of God's power and rest in His goodness that you see the mountains being moved. Well, look at verse 11. Verse 11 says, 
And our enemy said, here's, they're, they're talking some more. And our enemy said, they will not know or even see till we come among them and kill them and stop the work. What were they doing? Rather than looking in front of them, rather than, rather than looking at the work in front of them, they were constantly looking behind them. They were always looking over their shoulder. Listen, we've got to stay focused on our purpose when all you hear are the patronizing voices of defeat. Stay focused in front of you. Yes, there's going to be things coming behind you. Yes, sometimes you're going to need to turn around and take care of business. But listen, you've got to stay focused in front of you. Keep moving forward because that's where God is wanting you to be. If that dream is in front of you, go after it. If that problem is out there that needs to be settled, go get it. Don't always be looking back. All, when, you, when you begin to look back, you fall into those discouraging voices and you begin to believe what they're actually saying. Well, look at verse 12. This is our third, third time when, when we need to stay focused. Verse 12 says, At that time the Jews who lived near came from all directions and said to us ten times, <laughs> You must return to us. Ten times, these, these, these neighbors, you know, well-intentioned people, they came and they say, listen, <clears throat> you need to quit what you're doing. You need to stop what you're doing and don't do it any further because you're going to get it. You're, you're, you're going to get killed. You, you need to stop what you're doing. Listen, guys, stay focused on your purpose when all you hear are people telling you to quit. That's going to always be the case. You're never going to have everybody in your life telling you to go for it. There's going to be so many voices in your life that's going to tell you to stop doing what you're doing for God or stop doing what you're doing that God's called you into it. When all you hear are people telling you to quit, it's a strong influence against you. Listen, Ezra 4.4 said, Then the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build. How easy is it to get discouraged when someone is constantly in your ear with a negative word. Anthony Lencioni, who is a, a business writer, he said, don't let someone keep putting out the flame God keeps relighting. We all have a purpose. As a wing to a bird, as wind that goes the distance over the sea. We all have a purpose. Well, let me give you the last point, and that is found in verses 13 through 14. He said, so in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, in the open spaces or the open places, I stationed the people by their clans with their swords, their spears and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives and your homes. Man, couldn't you imagine? <laughs> Nehemiah sounds like William Wallace in Braveheart right before they're getting ready to go against England, right? With that great speech that he makes riding up and down the troops that are scared to death to go up against uh, the great armies of England. He says, he says, God, remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your homes, your daughters, your wives, and your sons. Man, if I, should, if I could say that in a Scottish accent like William Wallace did, uh, that would be fantastic, right? Well, here's my point. Stay focused on your purpose when all you know 
is the greatness and faithfulness of God who gives you the courage to stand side by side with those you love, no matter how hard the fight. I don't know what you're going through, whether it's having to pay some bills, whether it's dealing with a rebellious child, whether it's a marriage that's in trouble. Maybe you've lost your job. I don't know what it is. But listen, you need to stand up and fight. Don't sit down. Don't dive into the pool of pity. Don't back down from the things that um, that are causing you to want to quit. Don't listen to the voices of defeat. Stay focused on your purpose. And that purpose is found as you begin to pray. What God has called you to do will never get done by you if you let the voices of discouragement overcome you. Consider what you're doing for the glory of God, if it is indeed in line with His love and His will. Let that be your highest calling for such a time as this. The, notice English, the noted English architect, Sir Christopher Wren, was supervising the construction of a magnificent cathedral in London. A journalist thought it would be very interesting to interview some of the workers. So he chose three and asked them this question. What are you doing? The first replied, I'm cutting stone for 10 shillings a day. The next answered, I'm putting in 10 hours a day on this job. But the third said, I'm helping Sir Christopher Wren construct one of London's greatest cathedrals. You see, this worker stayed focused on the real purpose that we should do anything. And that is to do whatever we do with the motivation of knowing that we're a part of God's work. When you face discouragement, then you'll not be dissuaded by voices of opposition or defeat. But know that even through tough times, God is with you and will see you through. Well, guys, that is episode four of Overcoming Discouragement. Stay focused on your purpose. That's what today was all about. For more episodes and series, along with my Leadership Link podcast, visit Spotify, iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, or my website, journeyintheword.com. Let me know if you've been encouraged. Please email me at pastorcraig1988 at gmail.com or like and reply on whatever social media platform that you're using. Hey guys, have a great week. See you back here next time for episode five of Overcoming Discouragement.